But what it requires is, is a dive into the unknown over and over and over and over and over again. That, that's, that's kind of what an artist has, has signed up for. If we want to look at it the traditional sense, an artist has signed up for, to create all of these different works and each one is an unknown at some point in time, it is an unknown, and it's a continual a willingness to keep going back to that place. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte, identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. All settled in there, Brandon. <laughs> I am settled in. Real All, nice. Yeah, real nice. Squish into these chairs. Buckle up. Because here we go. Yeah. This one's all about play. Yeah. The law of play. It's a which law. Al- which almost, which yeah, almost doesn't yeah, seem right. Yeah. It seems like the law of play. What? No, no, no. It works as if you could look at play as being, as with all the laws, they're not laws as in like you must obey their laws as in like forces they're 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 yeah they're forces i'm, I'm not going to try and play forces around with it too of much. nature forces of nature they're like principles they're like uh guidelines you know yeah yeah Something like that and the one with play is got all kinds of room to monkey around with it really does and uh like so many of these laws that we've talked about um you know, we, we, we first start out like, you know, cause we've, we've written a bunch of these out, but then we have a little pre-chat about what we're going to talk about. And we're like, okay, yeah, let's do play. That'll be a good one. That feels right today. And we're saying, all right, let's explore it a little bit more, kind of navigate, see what, what that, where that could potentially open up. Mm-hmm. And then realizing that this was a much bigger law than than we thought it was. Yeah. Although it's not totally surprising to me. Like I'm somewhat surprised, but not that surprised at the same time. Um, but I, I would, I would wager saying that this is actually one of the master laws and, and we were saying that it's kind of sneaky, which in that way, which mm. seems about appropriate for the law of play. Yeah. I mean, I think you know, when I, when we started talking about it, I'm like, oh yeah, the law of play. Like, it's kind of like you have some fun. You like, you know, you, you try things out, you know, whatever, right? It's like, that's not really that big of a thing, but it's important. And then yeah. we started to get into it and it was like, wait a minute, play is like the way you do things. And this is the way of the artist. It's like in the title, like we could even call this the play of the artist because mm-hmm. play is so much about the give and the flexibility and the openness and the, you know, the various ways in which you can go down the journey. Um, and, and that's so much of what we're talking about. We're talking about the journey of you as an artist, as a human being, as a person that has, um, you know, your own sense of going through life and life is in what we're starting to discover is, is a play. Like it's not like a play you necessarily put on stage so much, but like it's something that you play around with and find out because we didn't get a handbook when yeah. we were born. And the only way we figure out what we call a handbook today is really just people who played around and tried some stuff and went, hey, that kind of worked. Yeah. But then I, we get stuck on that. Yes. And that's where we start to not play anymore. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and, and play has, you know, has so much to do with our imaginations. And yeah, you, you, you make an excellent point that play is pretty much how even, and I was like, I was just reading, reading something about this earlier this morning. I'm reading this, uh, uh, a Dan Millman book that I haven't read. <laughs> what? You haven't read it? Yeah. <laughs> called, uh, it's called the four, the four purposes. Okay. I believe, but, uh, he gets, he's talking a little bit about this idea of intuition and, uh, and I see how that kind of plays into it. And he's saying, you know, even most of great scientific discoveries kind of just happened out of like, like out of the blue almost, you know, they just kind of like happened from, in essence, what we're talking about, playing around, Mm. trying out some different ideas. And then that eureka moment, which is part of why, you know, Einstein said that imagination is more important than knowledge, Mm. you know, because 
the knowledge will only take you to what you what we already know. So it's or like, think we know. Or think we know. Yeah. So how do we how do we attain something new? How do we how do we move forward? How do we make new discoveries? We play, goddammit. And we play. <laughs> and we play. And I think one of the big laws that is that I mean there's a lot of laws that that are related to play. But one of the big ones in here is is the unknown, which we talked about not too long ago. I can't remember. It was not too long ago. But we talked about the unknown. And play is is really kind of like the navigation tool. It's like, how do you, in the best possible way, how do you navigate the unknown? Because there's the choice of you step into the unknown, which normally freaks us out, and you can just have a complete meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> Panic attack. And like, ah, shut down, and that's no good. Play is kind of the thing you want to bring into the unknown, which gives you... Uh, a weird set of tools, I guess, like a, a really flexible set of tools to be like, all right, well, try this, try that. And also at the same time being like, and don't take it too seriously, yeah. right? Like you're going to, you're going to fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be some things that aren't going to work in here, <laughs> but that's, that's part of the process. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, play is a learning tool. I mean, that's what kids use to figure things out, you know, and, um, you it's know, all kids really know how to do. Yeah. And they, you know, I, I Adults kind of get in the way because adults, um, at least in our current climate culture, is like adults think that they know how things should be done and the way things should be used and whatever. And, you know, the worst thing an adult can do is come in and tell a child how how something works, how to use it, how to do it, if the child has never had a sense to play with it. Because children will find all different types of uses for a simple little thing, right? And, you know, if they don't know what its use is for, they might do all sorts of neat things to to try and use it or play with it or do something else. And the thing is, is that, you know, when you think you know something, you've just limited your options. You've Mm -hmm. you've stopped your possibility of trying to, uh, you know, basically do something different. And they say that creative geniuses are people who have retained their childlike heart. They've, uh, they have the ability to use something in an unfamiliar, unknown, um, uh, uncommon way. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes them seem like geniuses. But really all they were willing to do is they were willing to try. Yeah. And then they went, hey, look at this. This thing actually can, can do something if I kind of do it this way. It's like, well, how'd you figure that out? It's like, well, you know, sometimes you hear these, like, I don't know if you ever have hung around like mechanics or people who do like mechanical stuff. And it's like, they do something which isn't with like a normal tool or they do it with something else. And you're like, how'd you figure out to do that? It's like, well, I just didn't, I didn't have the tool. I didn't have the, the hammer, the wrench, the whatever. Yeah. And so then, you know. Well, it's like, you know, even... It- <laughs> we have, you know, the expression, I was like, oh, I MacGyvered it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this totally. thing. MacGyver is like the ultimate play. Yeah, yeah. He's like the ultimate adult playing, yeah. although in a very tense situation. Yeah. <laughs> but actually that I kind of, this is, if we get into like this big philosophical chat about MacGyver, that's hilarious. Yeah. But here we go. We'll see. <laughs> um, but no, like MacGyver actually kind of illustrates in many ways a brilliant adult at play. Yeah. Because it's like, all right, the stakes are so high. It's life and death from MacGyver almost constantly. (laughs) And what does he do? It's not like, okay, we need to find a rigid. No, he's MacGyver starts playing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He looks around and he's like, what can we do? We got got a hanger. I got some tape. I got a piece of gum. (laughs) It's like, yeah, totally. Let's do it. Let's blow this wall open or something, you know? But that's, but that's, play like that's a that's a creative mind that's playing with different ideas what can we do here what can we do there and that was one of the things we had kind of talked about because we always like to try and pose some kind of a question in here yeah and what we sort of developed with play was that it's like well where are you where are you hitting a, a roadblock where are you stuck in your life you know, whether that's, you know, uh, something in your own personal life or that's something in your, in your work or your career, something that's just stuck and play is a brilliant tool that helps us to get out of our, any rigid formations, ideas, that kind of thing 
to find new solutions because problem solving is actually a form of play. Mm. We just call it problem solving, which isn't very exciting. But if we started to look at problem solving more as play solving, yeah, like we might be able to have just kind of change our mind, make sometimes like that process a little bit less painful because sometimes it's like, oh, I don't want a problem solve. Yeah, totally. You know, why doesn't this just work? It's just like, well, play with it. Yeah. So the question we posed, right, was, mm. do you have any roadblocks in your life? So let's just stop for a second. Just ask anybody who's even listening. Do you have any roadblocks in your life? Because this law is going to help you. This law is actually in many ways going to help you solve it, figure it out, work it out. And you might actually find out something really cool about yourself using the law of play. The law of play is such a powerful tool as we talked about, because really what it gives you is it gives you the ability to do things that maybe even others aren't even able or aware of to do. And it's so cutting edge too, in a lot of ways, because when you problem solve with play, when you use this to get around roadblocks and to figure out new options and new ways to do something, what ends up happening is you might create an, as a business, you might create an entirely new market. You might open up a totally proprietary business doing this. Um, You know, as an actor, you might be able to find a way to interact with your scene partner in a way where it opens up the scene in a way that you never thought was possible. As a filmmaker, you might be able to capture something. You you guys are starting to get the idea, right? Mm -hmm. Play gives you a way of looking outside of what is normally done and doing something that, you know, is, is, is new, is different, is a new option. And I think like, you know, just to tie this back in, like we're, this is way of the artist. What's your way? Mm-hmm. How do you want to play? So if you don't incorporate play into your game, I mean, you're missing out on so much because, you know, I think the big message that I I'm realizing as we go through this and the thing that we talked about before was basically that I think we get so focused on the destination that we forget about the journey mm-hmm. and the journey is all about the play. Like, yeah. you know? Play your way to the end. Yeah. Like when, when we're stuck in rigid ideas and on the path, it becomes a slog. It becomes, you know, like we, it it can become a very defeating journey, but play is, does lend itself a kind of perspective to a situation and says like, no, this isn't a slog. This is an adventure. Mm. You know, I think that's kind of one of the big things for me with play is play. is just like, no, this is an adventure. You're just not looking at it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and play is the thing that opens up creative solutions as well. Like, you know, that there's been some play going on when you think to yourself or you hear somebody say, oh, I didn't know that you could do that. Right. You know, like that's one of those little moments when play has kind of inserted itself. It's just like, oh shit, I didn't know I could do it like that. Or Mm. you could do it this way or that way. It's like, yeah, that's play. That's taking something that that's been done a certain way, or you've been doing a certain way and then flipping something, incorporating something, messing with it. And suddenly there's this new solution that's better than the old one, Mm -hmm. you know, which is there. It's this beautiful kind of, uh, uh, I can't quite think of the word right now, but it's this beautiful sort of connection between play and practicality, Mm -hmm. you know, because play often leads to very practical solutions, more practical than the ones that we already possess. Yes. You know, the, the big thing for me, one of my highest values, if not my highest value is autonomy. It's one of the highest Mm -hmm. values I have. And, you know, I think about this and this is something that, you know, I've been coming, become more and more enlightened to as I've gone down this path, my journey as an artist, as a human being, as a coach, as a mentor and everything. But it's like, well, what am I really trying to help people do? I want to give them autonomy. I want to give them the ability. I want to help them see that they have the ability to do things the way they want when they want, where they want, with whom they want. You can always get the job done, but the way you do it is so important. For me, it's one of the most important things. Like if we have a goal, I don't mind if someone says, okay, we need this done. We need to get this done. I'm like, great, I'll get it done. But don't tell me how to do it. And Mm -hmm. don't tell me who to do it with. And don't tell me when to do it or where to do it. 
You leave those things to me. I'll take care of that, but it'll get done. That's autonomy. That gives me freedom. It gives me power. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think everybody out there would love autonomy. I mean, you hear so many people's like, I wish I didn't have to show up to work on Monday. It's like, cause you don't have autonomy right now. You you're told when to work. You're told where to work. You're told who to work with. You don't like your people you're working with. You don't have autonomy. So, you know, so the big thing that I look at is like, okay, well, how do I create autonomy in my life? Right. And so the law of play is about you looking at it and going, okay, well, if you want to embrace play in your life, you start to look at autonomy. You start to look at like play is like, how do I want to do it? With whom do I want to do it with? Where do I want to do it? When do I want to do it? You get to set everything. Now you have to hold yourself accountable to your own standards, Mm -hmm. but then from there you get to do what you want. And I think when I think about play, like when I think about being a kid, it was like, you know, what, what game do you want to play today? You can play anything you guys want. You decide what you want to do it and then you try and play a game. And you'd actually, I think when you actually get full play, what you actually start doing is you start narrowing it a little bit because what ends up happening is you go, well, we could play anything. So let's play cops and robbers or let's play house or let's play something that's like a specific thing. Because sometimes I think what happens with play is that you have so many options that you're like, you don't even know what to do. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's where you come like paralyzed by choice type of situation. Right. But for the most part, I think most of us don't feel like we have enough options. Right. And so the law of play gives you more options. So that's where I think this law really serves you. It's when you feel limited and you feel like there's only one way to do it and you can't do it that way. The law of play might be a good time to kind of tap into this law we're talking about because it's a time where you can go, well, maybe there's a different way. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe the way I'm doing it isn't the only way. Yeah. And, and one of the things too, like with what you're saying, like, because yeah, there is this, this sort of, um, because yeah, sometimes the the problem is that we feel like we don't have choices, which all that's a separate law, <laughs> but like, there's never a time when you're, when you're without a choice, there's always choices that we, that we get to make, but there is the flip side of sometimes, you know, you can be on the other side of that coin where you're like, there are so many choices. Hmm. There are are so many ways to go and I don't even know where to begin. Well, this is another sort of the, there's sort of the, the wisdom of play, but then there's also in, in a way there's the spirit Hmm. of play, which is all saying like, it's like, well, I, I, I don't know. Like I could, I could go, I could, I could play with the blocks over there. I could go and color over here or I could go play tag over here or I could go and like, there's all of these things going on. You transfer this to however that goes in your own, in yeah. your own mind. <laughs> it's a metaphor people. Um, <laughs> but the, the thing of play is it says like, well, what's the most exciting to you right now? Mm-hmm. What, what seems like it would be the most fun thing to do? The, what would be, what is the most, maybe not necessarily fun. What is the most exciting pursuit for you now? What, like, there's always that element with play, which is always saying, it's like, no, that's, that's your direction. Like you've always got to go by that emotion. There is an emotional undercurrent to play Mm -hmm. to help give you some guidance in this vast sort of expanse of infinite creativity, Mm -hmm. right? It's saying like, yeah, there, I mean, that, there's 7 billion people in this world and everyone's doing something a little bit different than everybody else. Right. So it's like, it's, there's an infinite capacity for, for choices and for how we do things. There's, there's an infinite possibility for, uh, for where we could take things. We, we don't even know. And that's part of what we're talking about is that there is, it's infinite, So it's like, where do you begin? Well, play, and this is how it actually comes back into presence as well. How they have, those two laws have a relationship with each other is it's like, well, what's the exciting thing right now to pursue? What's the direction that has the most pull to you and go that way and play around with that Mm -hmm. for a little while. And then that'll lead to the next thing and to the next thing. I think when you talk about pull and you're and you're bringing this up with this kind of expanse of options you really gotta you know i think play becomes more well executed when you're clear on your values and you're clear on what's important to you and and your why and your purpose and things like that because if you're feeling quite aimless in life and you don't really have a purpose or a point 
I think the way to use play is to just start trying things and having fun and getting connected to like doing life again, Mm -hmm. just because, you know, that will help you unlock your purpose and your sense of connection and and drive. Right. Mm -hmm. But when you have values and clear goals and ideas of what you want, um, then you can use play in a different way. You can begin to use play to be like, okay, well, I know I want this, but do I have to go the way I thought I had to go? And where you would use play is where you go, I'm going to go any way, but that way. So whatever this way is that I've been trying to go is not working. I'm going to go, I'm going to try this way. I'm going to try that way. And these other ways might not work. But what ends up happening is you go down these ways, you find out what doesn't work. And in many ways, by finding out what doesn't work, you actually open up a door to something that does, Mm -hmm. and then it will become evident to you. But many times you can't see the way that works until you find the many doors that don't. Yes. You know, and so like, I think what happens is people keep knocking on the same door and they go, well, this doesn't work, this doesn't work, this doesn't work. It worked for someone else. Why doesn't it work for me? It must be me. It's like, no, it's not you. That door just doesn't open anymore. You need to knock on a few other doors. And eventually you're going to find out one of them opens and then yeah. you can walk through it. And play is like the having fun knocking on all these doors, trying all these different yeah. ways and being like, okay, eventually one of these are going to work. Yeah. And, yeah. and it might be a door nobody has ever opened before. Totally. I mean, that's kind of the exciting thing that that play presents and opens up to us. And something that that you brought up in there, which I think is an important thing to cover is that, you know, play does have many different facets because, you know, I I understand there's can be the argument, you know, we're talking a a little bit about, oh, you know, when you're a kid, you kind of just go and you just whatever. It's like, but kids aren't always aren't necessarily the best at getting organized and like, (laughs) you know, getting shit together. (laughs) And, And that's a fair point but it does not mean that there's the absence of play at any point you know there is a value because kids are really just playing for fun yeah it's all the purpose is fun mm-hmm. i just like and so you you can observe that on a, on a playground or wherever a kid is they'll just go and like they're doing this for a little while and then you know, you see that those moments where it's like you suddenly just see a kid just stop what they're doing and look somewhere else and then they just book it to this other thing because they're just like, I'm doing that now. Yeah. That's not always the most effective thing for us as we carry on into our adult lives, you know, right. because then you're just kind of pursuing it's like, well, what's you're just sort of pleasure seeking then and mm-hmm. that time and that doesn't always it doesn't really necessarily facilitate us moving towards something bigger, us expanding into something bigger. And you brought it's like, that's where purpose comes in, right? It's the purpose that comes in that we find in our lives that give us a sense of direction. Mm-hmm. But the play is still a very important part of that. You know, like play still works with your purpose mm-hmm. and it, it wants to be a part of that and it will help you get to that thing. So there's, it can work in a focused place and it can work in a completely unfocused place. There's an environment and there's a setting for it at no matter where you go. Mm -hmm. So I just thought you, you kind of were talking about that and I thought, oh yeah, that's kind of an interesting thing. I just wanted to get into it because yeah, like there's, there just a, a random, I don't want people to get get an idea. It's like, no, just go and, you know, yeah, do whatever, just go and do whatever all the time. You know, like that's not necessarily how it is. There, there is a value to connecting it to a purpose and there's a value to just play for, for its own sake as well. You know, there's a time and place for everything. I think, you know, I think this is interesting that this has even come up because I think it, it's what we're doing here by having these conversations. We're giving people certain awarenesses of tools that we have discovered across the board uh, for all artists and entrepreneurs and people who are any any type of creative just life fulfilling purpose type of philosophy which is basically we're giving you tools so that you don't get stuck and that you have a new way or a way that's more truthful and authentic to you that you feel you can go and to try to give you more joy as you go down that path or help Mm -hmm. you find more joy in what you do. And I think play does two really great services, mainly. One is it gives you another option than the options you've been seeing or more options um, to try out, which makes life exciting and interesting and whatever. 
The other thing that play does is it allows you to enjoy the way you're doing it. And, you know, for me, I found that if I was doing it my way, I enjoyed it. I just didn't like doing it someone else's way. Like, you know, when, when I had to do something like in school and they were like, oh, I do it this way. It's like, I'd be like, this sucks. Cause I don't want to I, like, you know, I just feel like I'm just following this line that you told me to follow. And it's like a slog and it's like, fine, I'll do it. But like, or I won't, but play is like, I'm going this way. This is what I'm doing. And I love it cause I'm doing it. Cause it's my choice. Cause I decided this is the way I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. And you know, what's kind of cool about that is I think what play does is it actually ties into what I'm seeing now is kind of a sense of ownership, you know, a sense of connectedness to your way where it's like, you might be doing something that is kind of like tedious work, but you know, it's like your way. It's the way you want to do it. Yeah. So it's kind of fun because it's your way. Cause you chose it and you know, it was what you wanted. Yeah. You, you know? that's absolutely. You bring up, this is something we didn't even d- discuss at all, but I'm like, yeah, this is, there's something to, to that, that play when we're engaged in play, you know, there's a kind of flow that happens there when we're really engaged in it. And it's when we're in play that we, our kind of authentic selves actually really comes out because it's a way that we're in the unknown for one, which in past podcasts, we've discussed like the unknown is where real creation occurs, Mm -hmm. where, where actual new stuff happens and new things are created. And play is, let me gather my thoughts here. (laughs) I had something here. I had something. Um, you know, play is this, um, oh my God. Well, we go into the unknown we're going yeah. into the unknown. We're, we're, there's, we're going about it our own way. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Authenticity. Okay. This is okay. what I was going, going for with it. So play is actually allows our authentic selves to kind of come out. Because we don't, we're, we're in an unknown place. But when we're, when we're in play, we're open. We're receptive. We're not trying to control anything. We're not trying to make anything something. Mm. We're just kind of being like, all right, let's try this. Let's try that, whatever. That's when we're really getting into who we most authentically are Mm. because we're not really thinking about, well, how do I look when I'm doing this? Or yeah, right. (laughs) You know, like there's no time for that. There's no time for that kind of thought to enter when you're in play because you have to be so engaged and responsive with whatever the hell it is that you're doing. Because like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I just uh, moving this over here and molding this like that and seeing what happens. Mm-hmm. So there's it, it play is is essential to to flow is what I'm I'm kind of getting that's, out of this. That's a really good point. You know, it is because, yeah, like flow is flow is kind of in a state of trust in a state of presence, in a state of, um, you know, being in the, the process and allowing things to kind of unfold. And, um, you know, I think, uh, it's interesting as we go through all this, because, you know, there's like awarenesses that I'm, I'm having through it all, but you know, what makes, we only get scared when we don't understand something, when we don't Mm -hmm. know it. And ironically, all of creativity exists in the unknown. Yeah. (laughs) So you'd kind of start to go like, oh, so does that mean that we're scared of creativity? But I don't really fear creativity. I'm like, no, I don't. Creativity is great. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's like, uh, you know, if you don't understand something or know about something, I mean, I don't think we look at the unknown and go like, oh, the unknown's scary. But like, really, like, why are kids scared of the dark? Because you don't know what's out there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's this. and, and, And this is where I think the certainty comes in. People always want to be certain and they want to have control. And I think where play comes in this case, you got to go, let's let go of control. Let's let go of a little certainty here. And let's let things kind of unfold. Let's let things happen. And let's see what we find and what we discover. And I think when you're willing to let go of control and certainty for a moment, um, certainty around outcomes and certainty around results, what ends up happening is you might actually open an opportunity to something that's even better than what you thought you could control for or what was better than you were even certain of. Mm-hmm. And so I think where the law of play comes in is, you know, like that whole idea of like leveling up, you know, you kind of got to play to level up. 
You don't yeah. really get to level up if you always play small and certain and controlled. You know, play is that kind of like where you take a chance, you take a little bit of a risk, you try something out and yeah. see if it works, if it doesn't. And you know, the other thing too is we're so scared to make mistakes because the way we were educated, right? Mm -hmm. We're told if we failed or we got something wrong, that that meant we were less, we were dumb, whatever. But the thing is, is I think people forget this is that if you make a mistake, what you do is you go and you acknowledge you made a mistake and then you, you autocorrect. That's what you do. You go, Oh, 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 I tripped. Oh, I stumbled. Okay. I'll make sure I don't do that again. Or I'll do this a little bit differently. Um, we got to do it. We got to fail. I mean, fail is the autocorrect part. So like the thing about play is like, if you look at play as like, yeah, I'm playing because every time I make a mistake, I'm going to autocorrect and I'm going to get this better. So like when people are trying to control to not make mistakes, you're not allowing yourself to build that skill of autocorrection. You know, that natural skill of like, you just know how to navigate the world because you know, you stubbed your toe and you realized you were careless or you dropped a plate or a dish or your drink or spilt or whatever. And you go, oh, well, that was silly. I put my tie in my drink. You know, I leaned over and I didn't realize that that could happen. Now yeah. I do. Now I don't put my tie in my drink because I know, but I autocorrect. But sometimes you have to make that mistake before you start to figure this stuff out. Right. Yeah. And so like play is this great thing. It builds this amazing skill of autocorrection, which what is once unknown becomes known. And then, you know, you're in a new realm where you might be in an unknown for someone else, but it's known to you because you went out and ventured into it, which I think is where the artist really flourishes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like you look at kids and how kids learn, kids Mm -hmm. learn through play, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's the first way that, that, that new human beings in the world learn is through play, but we forget to do that along the way. I can't remember who said it, but there was someone <laughs> who said the creative adult is the child who survived. Mm, yeah. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a real tasty one. And I mean, this is like, I think that this is really important stuff because I mean, the way that I'm seeing the, the industries going ahead and, and, and the way that the world is shaping ahead creativity is becoming such a critical component and play and creativity are, are so linked to each other. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if you, a lot of the times, if you look at so many of these sort of quote unquote success stories, you know, these, these people who went, did the, like the rags to riches and their stories are, are almost always have this component of, I did this didn't work. I did this. It didn't work. And then I did this and that didn't work. Right. But then something happens, right? That like they, it was a, a thing of entering the unknown. There was a, a play that was going on. Mm. You know, there was a play, whether they, they were necessarily aware of it. So, I mean, some of my favorite sort of success stories and, and like, you know, if you want to look at it in a, in a material sense or a monetary sense, you know, some of my favorite rich people <laughs> are people like, you know, Richard Branson and, you know, even though he's kind of socially awkward, Elon Musk or, um, you know, someone like Tony Robbins, even, you know, it's like these, these are all people who have an immense sense of play, you know, like there's, there's always a huge amount of play that's going on with them. Branson looks like he's having, like, he's just been having the time of his life for decades now, Yeah. you know, and, and he's still doing it. He's yeah. still just doing all kinds of different stuff, you know, and he's in a position now where he can just actually just go like, ah, screw it. I'll just try anything. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just, he's just playing for fun now, but he's also, he's straddling that thing of playing fun, but also playing for purpose. You know, like there's, but there's all of these, these stories that all of us can probably think of some that we, we maybe say like, oh yeah, look how, how they did it or how, how did they get to where they got to? And it's just like play mm-hmm. almost in, almost in every single case, I'm sure. I think, you know, for the person who doesn't feel like they have autonomy or freedom in their life, I think, um, you know, when you feel like, well, you know, it's easy for you to say, you know, you get to do what you want when you want, you know, you have this lifestyle or it's easy for Richard Branson. He has all this money. He can do what he wants. And it's like, well, granted, 
you know, people do have to um, do some things to take care of themselves so that they can figure out how to create freedoms and autonomies in their life, you know, Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, we all got to eat and we all got to make sure we stay warm enough and, and all this stuff, right? And we take care of our responsibilities. But I think, um, you know, there can be play in everything and plays like a, it's like a skill I think you got to build. And it's a, it's something that, you know, I think about, you know, it's funny. Um, I said this quote to you and I'm just going to read it because it was just an off the cuff comment. It was good. And, and yeah, I wanted, I <laughs> wanted us at some point to, to, to have this come up. I said to Evan, I was t- talking to Evan a bit about my story in my life and I was like, you know, I, I think that's where I got stuck. I stopped playing. And I think that's where people are. I think that's where we get stuck. We just stop playing. We just stop playing in life. And, um, you know, stopping playing was what got you there. <laughs> stopping yeah. playing was what got you there. Yes. Playing is what's going to get you out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you, so don't say like, I'm going to wait to play. Like you got to play now. That's the way out of this. Like if you continue to do what you do, you will continue to be stuck. Yeah. So like you got to kind of, and that's why Evan and I think are, are trying to encourage you guys to say, it's just like play, you know, you said too. And that's what led me to that comment. You said, you know, sometimes we do these laws and I go, if I just did a little more of this in my life, <laughs> everything would be fine. I'm like, and that's, I think what spurred on what I said, but like, that's so true. It's like, if I just played more, I'd solve so many problems. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah. probably enjoy yes. ourselves a lot more. Yeah. You know, I mean, this podcast is play. Totally. This is, this is like my, one of my, one of my weekly play sessions, Brandon, <laughs> as, oh, we how get, sweet. as we get together and we, and we riff on this stuff, you know, we totally. step into the unknown, we play with ideas. Yeah. You know, that's, that's really what is there? Like, play, this is the thing. This is what's amazing about play is that play is, is in operation, no matter where you are in what you do, it, it can always be, be called on. Mm-hmm. It can always be brought into the picture and it will always enhance something. It won't always work, but it will always lead to something that probably will. You know, what's interesting before we started this podcast episode, I honestly don't think I understood what play was <laughs> like before we started yeah. ta- today talking about the law of play. Like I thought I understood it, but then we started having this conversation before podcast and now on podcast. And I'm like, Oh, you know what? I, I feel like I'm actually getting play now because I feel like I did it in my life. But I didn't really consciously, I wasn't totally always aware that I was doing it. I think the thing is, I just have such a high value on autonomy and freedom that it forced me to push myself to play because I just like have been so dead set on my life of doing things my way Mm -hmm. that, you know, when you do things your way, you kind of end up playing because you end up going, well, no, I'm not doing it your way. I don't care if it works. I'm going to do it my way. And then if it doesn't work, you're like, I don't care. It was my way. But that was a form of play because it was your way, you know? And so... What I'm realizing, though, is like my favorite part about play is not just the options that it creates for me, but it's actually my experience of doing something because it creates fun in the situation Mm -hmm. where you try something out and you kind of see if it works and it doesn't really work. And you're like, okay, I'm going to try this. And then maybe that doesn't. And then the next thing does. And then you find a way through and then you play in the next realm that you just entered into. And pretty soon when you're being playful enough, you're like you're so in flow and you're so yeah. you're, you're, you're vibrating. You're like at this and people are almost like, how are you doing what you're doing? And it's like, I didn't even realize I'm like, wow, I was just, whenever I did anything really incredible in my life, I was just in a real deep state of deep, um, place of play, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's been kind of eye opening for me. It's very, very cool. No, yeah, yeah. no, for me too. Like, yeah. this is just like, there's so many dimensions to this that I, I never even really considered that's why we have these conversations is, you know, it's not just for you who are listening out there. We did, <laughs> this is actually just for us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, okay. So what we talked about, we, we got a few other things we want to talk about. Did we, did we, did we cover give like how much give is in play? Like the room, the flexibility. The, yeah. I mean, yeah, like that's, that is know, like it's play does. Yeah. Let's, let's dive into this. Cause there's sure. the, the, there was one other thing that had in my mind, but this all kind of ties together, right. which is, Yes, play it gives us that slack. It gives us that give. Yeah. It gives us that um, freedom and flexibility to move around, mm-hmm. you know, so that we're not stuck. We don't, 
we're not limited. Yeah. You know, um, we're not on a, like, I like the analogy and we're not on a tight leash. Yeah. Because the give is like, yeah, okay. Like, you know, if you're walking a dog or something like that and you have the dog on the leash, if the dog is always by your side with the tight leash and you never let it walk off and explore at all. I mean, what kind of life, what kind of experience is that? Yeah. Right. But some people, you know, they let their dogs kind of wander a little and, and, you know, you let the dog off the leash and the dog goes, okay, well, my owner, I, you know, I can go this far and then I kind of come back and I, and everybody feels good. You know, the mm-hmm. dog gets a sense for that. Right. But like, I think of the give, like, well, if you, if you're always put yourself on a tight leash, like what kind of experience of freedom are you giving yourself to explore? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing too. And this in particular analogy is like, what, what are you calling me a dog? <laughs> it's like, well, we're not just calling you the dog. We're also calling you the owner yeah, too. Like, both at the same time. Both, we're yeah. both at the same time to ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's like how much this is, oh God, it's tied to permission as well. A lot of permission. <laughs> it's like, you know, the permission that we give ourselves. Yeah. Right. You know, play is very much about permission. How much do you permit yourself to play? Yeah. Um, and the other thing I want to cover into, which is, I think there, this is related to is, you know, to me, the law of play is also, I mean, there's a bit of a, there's kind of a little bit of a mischievous element to play in a good way, but it's kind of like this little thing that sometimes wakes us up, just kind of gives us a little tap on the face, you know, and just says, Hey, Hey, this isn't so serious. (laughs) Yeah. Right. You know, like this isn't so serious. It's all right. Everything's okay. You're going to be fine. I know you don't know what's going on right now or how this is going to work itself out. But don't worry, it's going to, mm. you know, like it's, it's kind of this, you know, like the little, um, what was it like puck he, from like a Midsummer Night's Dream or something like that. And he was the little, you know, I can't remember what creature he was. No, I, I don't, I don't recall. He was like, you know, he got like the goat legs and the human body oh, okay, and that, plays yeah. the, plays the little flute and stuff, yeah. you know, plays a little bit like that, you know, it was just kind of like meandering around and like, <laughs> it, it, and can just kind of shake you up a little bit, mm. you know, can, can be lovingly, lovingly hard at times, <laughs> you know, or is just like, Hey, <laughs> wake up. Yeah. You know, the seriousness, I think that's, you know, I might even say that being too serious is kind of the antithesis to play. It's like the, the greatest opponent. It's like, why is everything have to be such a big deal all the time? Like, maybe this isn't like the end of the world. Like maybe you don't have to live your life. Like everything is like the highest stakes. I mean, you know, like I think people live like that though. They're like, Oh, if I say this joke and no one laughs, it's going to be embarrassing. Or I make this film and no one likes it. It's like, nobody's going to care, honestly. Like maybe people don't like it in the moment, but they're going to forget about it and it's going to be gone. Look, I went to a, a, a film festival and we were watching a film that, you know, I was kind of like co-producer on and I'm sitting there and, uh, the film ends is a short film and the film ends and these two guys in front of me go, that's the worst piece of shit I ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm a hired screenwriter right now. I, you know, yeah. I'm working in the film industry. Most of the people in that film festival are not. So, and they thought my film was a piece of shit. So yeah. that goes to say that, you know, you got to try. <laughs> you know, every now and then, and no one's gonna remember. Shit. No one's gonna know. Yeah. Like no one, no one knows that like I was a part of it or whatever. Like, it's, it's gone. You know, I remember because whatever. It's funny to me. But like, I just think it's a great thing. I mean, that I got to experience that. I mean, what a what a, it was a hard experience at the moment. But it was like I laugh about it now. It was like yeah, like I made a film because this is so good. When I talk to people about helping them make films, it's like. One of our films won what, like over twenty something awards, one one single film. So it's like, I can tell people, yeah, I have a film that's won over twenty awards, and I can say I also had a film that was at a film festival, and people said it was an absolute piece of shit. So yeah, that gives me humility, right? Because you know, I think the thing is, is we always like to like look at these moments where the person's holding up their award or the the thing, and they're like, oh, it's so great, it must be so great to be you, and it's like. Yeah, but that came from making some pieces of shit, you know? And yeah. some people don't even have to make a piece of shit to get there. I unfortunately did, unfortunately. Well, I mean, you know? <laughs> I think everybody has their moments. Like, yeah. you, know, you just look at, like, years years back, you know, like Halle Berry, one year, she wins the Oscar for uh, sure. for Monsters Ball. 
The next year, she won the Razzie. Uh, the Razzie? Yeah, Razzie. And said, yeah, she won the Razzie for worst performance for yeah, Catwoman. Catwoman. yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, that's just how it goes sometimes, you know? <laughs> but it's not so... It's just not so damn serious. Yeah. You know, and I say this all the time to people where it's one of my favorite Alan Watts quotes is he says, it's like, it's like, take life sincerely, but not seriously, Mm. you know? And, and I, I just have always loved that distinction there. It's like, no, like take it sincerely. So like put effort and passion and care into it, but don't lose sleep over this. Don't lose your mind. Don't like, don't just make your life a steaming pile of shit Mm -hmm. because you're taking it so seriously. You know, there's, um, and there's another, it's a longer quote by, um, and I can't say it correctly, but by, uh, all just Huxley, you said lightly, lightly, you know, it's like when on your path in your life, travel lightly mm-hmm. because you will get sucked down if you take things too seriously. If you move with too much weight, mm. if you move too seriously through your life, you'll get sucked under. Right. So it's this, there's, it, it seems counterintuitive, you know, this idea of play. And I think that this is where we have a big challenge around this concept is that play seems like it's a waste of time. Mm. Play doesn't seem like it's of value. And I think this is maybe where I, you know, I don't know how, how much longer, I don't know how much longer we're going to continue to talk about this, but for me, it's like, this is me. One of the biggest issues and and things we have to confront is this idea that play has no value. Mm. I think along the way, in our lives, we start to buy into this idea that it's like, no, play was from the time you were basically born till the time that you were maybe about what grade two, three, four, grade two, three. And then there's a different kind of play that you're allowed to do until you're about, you know, 14. (laughs) And then you can do a different kind of play until you're about, you can play sports. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, and then you can play somewhat until like 21, 22, whatever, but now you got to get your shit together and life is serious and you don't get to play anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and because there's, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not given any sense of value, even though most of us still retain some sense of play. There are things that we do in our adult lives. Like I said, like problem solving, problem solving is a kind of play. Mm-hmm. We just don't look at it that way. We look at it from, you know, we call it problem solving, <laughs> you know, instead of like play solving mm-hmm. instead of like, Hey, let's try and find a solution. You know, and there are people who are like that, who in the face of a problem, just be like, all right, well, what can we do? Like, you can just see like their, their, their they eyes, light up. they yeah. light up and they're like, all right, let's find, let's find a solution, you know, because there's still an element of play that they're engaged with there. And suddenly it's like, it's not a pro like, it's not really a problem. It's, it's, it's kind of like just a, an exciting challenge. It's, it's, it's something to be, to be solved, a mystery to be unveiled. You know, like this is the way that this is maybe kind of the language of play, how play can shift our perspectives. Like, no, it's not a problem to be solved. It's a mystery to be revealed. Mm. It's a, you know, like there's, there's a, there's a, gift to be, to be found. Mm. We just don't know what it is. Now we just have to find a way there. And it requires us to dive into that unknown place. And so it gets a lot of our, our fears, our emotions going. And so we kind of just make it a bad thing. Mm. Right. So I think play is really, is really a great perception shifter for us. And it's time that we start, you know, maybe you're, you're not in this position, but maybe, maybe you are. It's time to start giving play a place in your life again, because play is actually, as you were discussing earlier, it's, it's like, is probably the lack of play is the reason why you're stuck in whichever way you're stuck. Mm -hmm. Something has become too serious in your life. Mm -hmm. Something has become made too important in your mind and it's become a weight and you feel stuck. You feel like you can, there's, you have to just keep 
hammering at, at the wall with your head until hopefully this thing just breaks open somehow. Mm-hmm. When really there's play that's just there. It's just like, it's like, no, stop hitting your head against the wall. <laughs> stop <laughs> hitting your head against the wall. Come over here. Come over here. Yeah. There might be a way over here. Maybe not. <laughs> but if it's not over here, then we'll go over here. Like there's lots of different places that we can go. But we we can't start to find those things unless we let go of our needs and, and fear, I'd say our fear to control so that we can open up to an unknown and into the play that will give us our answers mm. and solutions. You know, I think like, you know, I think the other thing too, people can kind of consider with this, right, is I think you brought up such a great point about play not being a waste of time. I also want to say like, how bad are these consequences that, that you're scared are going to happen? Like when it comes to like play, right? Cause I mean, what's the, why don't people do it? Well, they don't do it because one, okay. They will th- they think just the idea of play is a waste of time, but then if they, if they go, okay, well, I don't even want to try because if I try this thing's going to happen. I mean, how bad is that really? You know, I look at, I look at consequences in terms of this. I, I try to go like, okay, well, is it going to get me hurt or is anyone else hurt? Or is it like a, like a physically threatening thing? And I kind of make sure I always, you know, like I don't have to, it doesn't take me long to figure that one out, but Mm -hmm. I gauge that one. Like, you know, if I want to do this thing where it's kind of risky physically and I could fall or hurt myself or hurt somebody else or something, um, should I do it? And I was like, well, no, that's not a risk I want to take. I think that we need to be mindful not to do that because, you know, um, but, you know, if you're worried about being embarrassed or some social consequence or what people will think of you or something like that, that's not a real consequence. That's a whole lot of bullshit. And I just want to say that straight up because, look, I'm adamant on this. And this is what pisses me off about the education system. And I'm going to go on about this because here, look, we're human beings. We're herd animal. We are designed to be in a community and work together. And we have to figure out how to do that if we want to thrive. That is the bottom line. It has to happen. We can only do so much alone. When it comes to play, you're not alone. You, you don't go off. You don't have to always go off and play on your own. What I used to do is I used to knock on my friend's doors and say, Hey, can, can Robbie come out and play? Can Mike come out and play? You know, and I would, I was a little kid and my mom just said, go knock on their door, go ask them if they want to play. And I would, and I would rally the whole, the whole block together. And we would play these games of tag and cops and robbers and all this stuff. And I just looked like it was powerful. And, you know, it's no, it's no surprise that I became a filmmaker later because that's all a filmmaker does. A filmmaker calls people up and says, hey, I'm making a film. You want to play, basically? You want to come play imagination with me? Yep. Uh, you hold the camera. You hold the sound. Whatever, right? Uh, and everybody's game. And we have a blast. Um, sometimes you're on these sets. They're so fucking serious. And you're just like, nobody's having fun. And this thing's a piece of crap. And like, you can't even laugh at the fact that it's a piece of crap, you know, because it's just like, everyone's stressed out, right? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like, whatever you go out you do the thing you try it out you learn some things you get together with people and i'm going to say my part about the education system the education system pits us against each other starts giving us grades and rating us and saying this person's better than that person's fair and smarter this person's cool this person isn't cool you know and we create this weird little fucked up class system in how we exist and it messes up our play because like now you can't play anymore because you're not cool. And now someone else is better than you because they got it right and you didn't. It's just <laughs> nonsense. Yeah. It's just nonsense. I mean, you know, um, we need to like kind of like for anybody who's gone through the education system that we have, you need to literally kind of go like everything I learned is full of shit. Like everything's bullshit. <laughs> and you need to restart. You literally and I would this is the exercise that I'm going to give to everybody for play. I'm going to say this, go back to when you were like in kindergarten, grade one, grade two, wherever you were, where you were still kind of playful and feeling like free, right? And then look at your life and go like, where did I stop? Like, what stopped me from doing that? Like, look at it. It's like, what well, was I trying to be cool? Was I trying to fit in? Was I, did I decide that I was stupid or that something like this? Those were all the things that killed your play. And now you have to heal every one of those. And that might be some work. 
but you got to go through and heal every single one of those things. And you got to just basically go like, okay, well, if I fail, it doesn't mean I'm dumb. If I embarrass myself, it doesn't mean I'm not cool. If I do this or that, because that's really what's running. Like, let's all be honest. You don't want to make the mistake because you're scared. People are going to think you're an idiot. People are going to think you're not cool. People are going to not accept you. It's, it's not true. It's just not true. I'm going to tell you that right up because people as a herd animal, we need people to do certain things. We need each other to follow rules to some degree and kind of like keep each other safe. It's the only way we're going to work together. But when it comes to expression, nobody has a say over that about you unless you're doing something that's going to like threaten people or, or, or make it difficult for them to do their life. If you start driving erratically on the road, that makes a problem for all of us. So don't do that. But like, if you're going to go and express yourself and make a joke, that doesn't mess up our day, right? The rest of us can survive and we don't laugh. So what? Try again. You know what I mean? And if we're your friends, you know, we're not going to hold it against you. You know, I have one friend and he cracks terrible jokes all the time and it's just like, but he's getting better, you know, but he tries. (laughs) I'm like, well, what am I going to do? You know, he tries. (laughs) But he's getting better. Yeah. He's starting to get feedback. He's going, oh, they laughed at this. They didn't laugh at that. And he gets better. Starts to, you know. And the thing is, is, is like. Is this about me? <laughs> yeah, you're the guy. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, you're not the guy. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing I want to kind of point out is that I think what ends up happening is, is in a big way, we make social things too big of a deal. Yeah. Like we have to drive safe on the road. We have to not steal from each other. We ha- that's the only way we'll exist as a community. But like when it comes to like expressing ourselves and cracking a joke and talking to someone you're interested in or trying out a piece of art, like that doesn't interrupt anyone else's day. They can look away from it if they don't like it, you know, and if they're going to be walking around judging you, then that's them judging themselves doing it. It's not you. There's a quote I want to read, but I want to hear what you have to say about what I just went off about. Oh, if you have anything, I mean, (laughs) well, there's, (laughs) look, you don't have to, it's, it's, it's no big deal, but let me read this quote because, you know, this was something to me that, you know, I stumbled across like a year ago or two and it stood out to me in a big way. The quote is this, and I don't know who said it, but this is the quote. When someone undermines your dreams, predicts your doom, or criticizes you in any way, remember, they're telling you their story, not yours. Mm. And I think that's a really great quote because it's like, you know, if you want to have dreams, if you want to have stuff that you're going for, you know, you can have all sorts of time people are going to come around and they're going to say, oh, that's not really going to happen. That's impossible, you know, uh, or you know, maybe you should get serious or maybe you should be realistic or whatever thing they're going to say. And I think these types of things, they kill, they kill our dreams. You know, it's like, um, it's realistic only to them because they live in the known. They live in the world that's small. When you start venturing into play and you go into the unknown, you're going to discover things that they haven't seen. And so I would only ever take advice from somebody that you're willing to switch shoes with, at least if not forever for a day. If you won't even switch shoes with them for a day because their life looks so small to you, then that's not a good person to be taking advice from because that's where you're going to end up. Go take advice from someone who it'd be interesting to try them out for a day or a week or whatever to see how their life is and listen to what they're saying Mm -hmm. because they're seeing the world in a way that dream killer over here isn't seeing. So, you know, and I think this is the problem. I think this is the part of play. Like it's the dream killers that crush play. Yeah. You know, the dreamers embrace play. Yeah. And we've already discussed that. And this is, yeah, absolutely. I, and this is, you know, the show's called way of the artist and it's an ethos. It's a philosophy, you know, it as from, you know, an artist kind of perspective and how an artist approaches the world, which is, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a conscious decision to live life in a certain kind of way. And to me, it more than it does, it doesn't matter necessarily what you do because the, an artist is, is anybody who chooses a life of creativity and no matter what form that, that, that takes place, 
that can be, yes, that can be a direct getting into one of the quote unquote arts or can be being an entrepreneur, you know, or, or raising a family. And there's, there's lots of different ways that this can unfold, but what it requires is, is a dive into the unknown over and over and over and over and over again. That that's, that's kind of what an artist has, has signed up for. If we want to look at it, the traditional sense, an artist has signed up for, to create all of these different works and each one is an unknown. At some point in time, it is an unknown and it's a continual, a willingness to keep going back to that place, mm. to keep going back to that place because it's kind of scary but it's also kind of exciting and it's also the most rewarding space to go into. And a lot of people aren't willing to do that. A lot of people aren't willing to make that conscious step into that. And that's, and that's not a judgment. It's not a judgment, but it is not their place to make a judgment on what you're doing with your life about the decision that you're making in your life. Mm Mm-hmm. That is your decision. So own it. Own that that's the life that you have chosen and that it is the best life for you is the life you chose because you chose it, not because somebody else chose it. And because somebody else thinks that, you know, you should go a different way. That's their path. That's their path. And, you know, another thing just to kind of comment on what you said, because nobody should ever tell you how to live. You know, this is this is a life of autonomy. You know, this is a life of you deciding what matters and, and whatever. I mean, even if there's laws and rules and whatever, I mean, you got to decide at the end of the day, like, you know, you can follow rules because you're scared you're going to face consequences for not following them. Or you can follow rules because you actually believe that, like, you know, you don't want to endanger people or you you want to make sure that, you you know, you, you consider it like in the early moments of our life, we might not understand why our rules there. And that's might be why it's good that there's a rule. But as you get older and you mature, you know, think critically about these rules and about these guidelines. Like, you know, are these things, why are they there? Like, like, you know, you can speed, right? It's a, it's, you know, it's, it's a law not to speed. You get a speeding ticket, but the, the reason why you don't speed is you could not speed because you're worried that you're going to get a ticket or you could not speed or you could limit your speed because you recognize the fact that if you lose control of this car and it hurts somebody, that that's on you. And so, you know, I think as you work through rules and you work through what you have to do or what you think you have to do, look at like, why are you doing that? What's the value being uphold or upheld? And like, what are you upholding? Right. And, and what's the thing there? Um, and I think when it comes to play, like, you know, I just look at things from this place at this point. I just go, okay, these are my values. I value autonomy. I value freedom. I value, um, you know, I value human life. I value um, having fun, living a life of purpose. I value loyalty and honesty and integrity and authenticity. I have some other values, but those are my big ones. And so when I look at what I do, I go, okay, well, do these meet these values? And then from there, if it meets those values, I have a lot of room to play. But there's there's a source, right? There, you're the source. And I think like the thing is, is like when people are playing, it's like, you know, it's not like you can do anything you want now because you're your guide, you know? You're your own parent. You decide what's like appropriate and what's inappropriate. But like, I think what I'm pushing on right now is I'm saying like, don't be so appropriate socially, but maybe, maybe you need to be more appropriate like with certain things about like how you're treating others and how you're being in the world, you know, maybe you're being careless, Mm -hmm. but like when it comes to play, play is not just carelessness, especially as an adult. It's, it's very careful. It's full of care. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is that you, when you know what you value, it becomes very easy to guide and live your life and kind of do this and try things out. So I think like, you know, people get, people get kind of confused about all this stuff, right? It's like, yeah, you know, just like, and the other thing too is have fun. I mean, God, who knows how long you're going to live for. (laughs) 
you know, who knows, right? So let's just do this and like, you know, use play in your journey. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. I'm saying, just use it. Want to talk about that? Yeah, let's, uh, yeah, let's wrap this bad boy up here. Uh, this, uh, the beer we've been drinking, which again, we're not sponsored by any of these beers. They just fuel the conversation. This is from Bomber Brewing in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And this is just called their ESB. Their extra special bitters honoring the classic British ESB and celebrating the innovations of the Yakima Valley. Our extra special bitter seamlessly blends BC grown barley and the crystal malts of Great Britain with North America's most aromatic hops. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. There's some beer. We've been drinking it. It spurred on a good conversation. It sure did. Um, do you want to read out that thing or should we read that out? Which, which thing were you thinking quote, of reading out? Which is, uh, I'll read it. It's a, uh, um, play is the muse that joyfully prods us to let go of our need to control. Stop, t- stop taking things so seriously and instead to venture out and to stop worrying so darn much. <laughs> Everything can be turned into play from a new perspective. I think that's a lot of what we were talking about. I think so. I think we, I think we nailed yeah. that. Um, all right. Well, I don't know. Any like life wisdoms? Yeah, to just, with? just closing comments is just, <laughs> you know, I, I just posed the question of, of, you know, where can you incorporate more play into your life right now? Where can you do that? Where can you just inject a little bit more lightness, a little bit more flexibility and room in your life? Mm. You know, what, what place just, just feels stifling right now? What area of your life just feels stifling and how might you just kind of give yourself a little bit more breathing room Mm. that way, you know, that that's it, man. Give and just give it value. It's, it's important. It's important. It's important. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say it three times. But don't take it so seriously. Don't take it so seriously. It's important (laughs) that you play. You understand? Yeah. Uh, That's it. That's it. This has been, this has been. A terrific one. I've enjoyed this a lot. All right. Well, I like what you said, um, especially about play not being a waste of time. So I just want to leave people with really stop looking at play as a waste of time and start seeing the benefits in it and how it can serve you in your life. And if you want a quick crash course, one, it's going to make your life a lot more fun. And the other thing is going to give you a lot more options. So why don't you just think about what that could do for your life if you were having more fun and you had more options? How might you start living? Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.